It's your boy, D. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, what's up, y'all? This is Homeroom with Smooth, episode number 183. I got with me the poet, the artist, the creator, the energy curator, Drika Rice. What's going on? Hey, what's up, everybody? Look, I'm so glad to be tapping in with you today. I know we're about to have some good conversations, so. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like, hey, I okay, wh- look, where you, where you want to start at, though? Do you want to talk about what we just talked about? <laughs> I, really, I need us to get to the bottom of how we met. Oh, okay. I remember UCA. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think if I met you through May Gaiden. That's I keep thinking about her. Do you know May? Yeah, I know May. I know May. Yeah, I know May. I don't. I me and May went to high school together, so that, I mean it's possible that you did. Cause matter of fact, matter of fact, the first time I remember seeing you was uh what what was that uh uh you you were like you were like hosting or you were helping put together the event or whatever like you were you were like or you were part of it like you did you did your um you did your uh your poetry yeah you did your poetry and stuff it was uh man what event was that and you well, did... i mean you know in college i did some poetry slams but i also used to organize an event called six on stage okay 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 i think that i think that might have been it i think that might have been it i just can't remember everything from back then it's like 10 years ago <laughs> dang i feel old now it has been 10 years <laughs> oh my gosh damn you know, i started college in 2012 mm-hmm. okay wow but yeah, I think that that's where it was. Definitely at mm-hmm. UCA, out there trying yeah. to get the degree with them folks. That piece of paper cost me a lot of money, and I don't even use it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing about college, man. I I feel like I I loved college for like the social experience. Yeah. As far as academics, I just feel like nobody really has to be smart to do college. You just got to know how to study and memorize shit. Yeah. But yeah, would I do that again? No, never. Would I go back to kick it? Yes, absolutely. And to build relationships, absolutely. No, that's what I wish I would be more of when I was in college was actually stay my ass on campus and hung out with people and built like relationships and friendships with people because I realized like life really is about who you are connected with and who you know. It's not about if you got a 3.0 or 4.0. That sounds good, but yeah, knowing people is the real value yeah 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 it is it is because uh i was talking to this guy and um uh because this is when i was doing lift and i picked him up or whatever and he was just talking about his life or whatever and i'm like he's like yeah i do xxyz job and i'm like how'd you get the job he said oh yeah well you know what i'm saying i dropped out of college but my roommate you know what i'm saying he started working at the business at hr and i'm like and so he hired me on, and now, you know what I'm saying, I'm higher up in the company than he is. He's still the head of HR, but he's like, he's VP of some mess. I was like, hold on, you're the dropout, and you're the VP. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm out, bro. Somebody lied to us. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did. They did. It's a scam, man. Low-key. Low-key scam. Low-key. Right. <laughs> No, but I do suggest people who have to, you know, like doctors and stuff. Yes, I want you to go to college. Yeah. But, you know, Warrior. I think there was a degree for, like, poetry. What? <laughs> Why are we going to school for poetry? You better go look that shit up. Mm-hmm. Read some books. 
but you know definitely got some degrees that I think are completely purposeless like who thought of that who thought of that somebody that wanted to make money it's a business at the end of the day it's a business it is it It really is that's what's happening huh I'm jealous of them as business people. (laughs) Man, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much what I've been doing now. Is just like trying to make more, making more connections. Because like, you don't know who knows who and how they know them. Like, you'll be very impressed. Yeah. Have you ever had an experience where you know you got something or was able to elevate just because of somebody you knew? Uh yeah um but I can't I can't talk about it yet because it hasn't happened it hasn't <laughs> happened all the way yet I can't talk about it I've only told one person on on planet Earth um but I'll, I'll talk about it after it happens like no nah, I can't I can't. oh it's uh, it's in the it's in the making it's in the, yeah it's in the making and I'm not gonna mess it up by talking about it so I'm just gonna just let it be be quiet then let's be quiet yeah yeah <laughs> look it definitely has happened for me um I'll say like last year. In November, I quit my job. I was working as the arts and education program manager for mm-hmm. Arkansas, and I decided I was going to do my thing full time. Which I have a business called Seven of Arts, where I basically offer creative-based professional and personal development. Like I just love working with people and teaching them how to work together as a team and work on mm-hmm. conflict resolution. But anyway, when I when I quit, I literally first of all I was crazy as hell. I didn't have no plan lined up. I didn't have no three months of rent and bills saved up. I just really jumped out there on faith. Um, No contracts, no nothing. And what helped me catapult into what I'm doing is a connection that I had with somebody that I worked with years ago. She bought me on and I was able to get on a multi-month contract based on that relationship. And from that relationship, I've been able to do so many other things and Uh work the school districts like when I tell you connections are important because what I offer some of the things I've never done like I'll tell people yeah yeah I work with corporations and do this and the third and I've never done it Uh before believe I can so when somebody book me I'm definitely going to show up matter of fact Uh I had a name is uh, Jimmy Warren shout out to Jimmy he works Uh with a fortune 500 company and he recommended me for some services and this was my first time working like on that caliber with a like a, a big well-known company like they had me sign mm-hmm. NDAs and everything and when I did the workshop with them it turned out so good and it was so it was re- very transformational for me because first of all I got to work with a, a different group of people so I got to exercise my skill set in a different kind of way but mm-hmm. I just said that to say like man them people wouldn't have known about me if I didn't have no friend that was up there in the mix and in the circle so you want to be around people who gonna put your name in rooms that's gonna help you elevate yes be connected yeah yeah if if your friend if your friends ain't trying to help you elevate like like it's one it's one thing for your friends to like oh like your posts or whatever whatever like miss me with that i can do without people that's (laughs) liking my post like honestly i don't care if you like my post or whatever sharing it is cool but if you're actually gonna like elevate me and like say yo bro i got this for you you know what i'm saying like come over here to this event come over here and do this do that like that those are the type of people that you want in your circle like you know what i'm saying like the thing i'm talking about now like the homie she hit me up she like yo you you're coming to this you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying i'm like what 
like matter of fact, okay, one thing I can speak on is um what's her name? Um uh Dom Dominique, she's the manager for um Trap House Moosey and somebody else, right? She mm -hmm. she's the reason I got my first like um media gig. But the irony is, right, I couldn't make it. I end up not being able to make it. Now, 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 catch this though. Catch this though. Yeah. My name is now and my stuff, my business is now in the um is now in like the PR uh machine and all that stuff like i'm still plugged in so i still right. get all the emails and people go okay hey we want to promote this particular thing hey um can we come on your show when what's your availability yeah like so now i'm getting those emails and it's all and it's all because i i chose i you know what i'm saying i reached out to her and i interviewed like all her artists like if if i wouldn't if i wouldn't have, if i wouldn't have done that you know what i'm saying that piece on my on my part mm -hmm. like that wouldn't have never happened you know what yeah. i'm saying I love that for you because it just made me think about this concept that my friend Tierney Scott actually introduced me to, which was the Million Dollar Scott Squad. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lady, she wrote a book on it. But anyway, we talk about the Million Dollar Squad. It's like, man, who do you have in your network, in your circle that can help you elevate? And not only just, you know, them helping you, but how can you help other people too? Because a lot of times we always think about what we can get and what we can take and what we can extract for somebody, from somebody else. But it's like, what value can you bring to the table too to curate you a space where you have your million dollar squad? So you had somebody who was able to put your name in the circuit for some big opportunities. That, that lady, whoever did that for you, she's a part of your million dollar squad. And that's why I do what I do with my organization, the Melanin Land, which is mm -hmm. a empowerment group where the sole purpose of every event I do is to literally bring women together to not only feel cute and beautiful, you know, dressed up in all their shades of browns and nudes, but it's mm -hmm. to help them network and build their million dollar squads. So when we do these events, I'm giving you these bingo cards and I'm helping you generate conversations to help facilitate communication with new women who you can add to your network, who can help mm -hmm. you on your journey, whether that be personally or professionally. So at these events, you get to find you a new travel buddy, buddy a new business bestie, a, a brunch pal, a content mm -hmm. friend, a mom friend. There's just so much opportunity in like connecting with people. And something that somebody else told me that, that has always stuck with me, which was, um, what's that man named? David Banner. I was at yeah. the and he said, man, you know, y'all always trying to network up because y'all think somebody going to pull you up and just take you to the next level, which very well could happen. But he said, what you need to be doing is networking across, looking to the people beside you who are just mm -hmm. as and are wanting to build something because y'all together can create magic. So I just see so much yeah. value in connecting with people and connecting with humans, like being in conversation with somebody. I literally have a friend right now. All we do is talk, but so much so much comes from that, like being able to be in conversation with somebody about your dreams and your goals and your aspirations because mm -hmm. it gives you space to think out loud and you might have an epiphany about something just by talking out loud or that person mm -hmm. could offer you one thought that could literally elevate you in a major way. Matter of fact, the melanin land came from um, uh, me being in conversation with my business bestie. Shout out to Yamina Cummings. And mm -hmm. It just, it manifests into something so beautiful because me and her, we came together, we were in conversation, decided we were going to collaborate on this effort and 
when it happened, like I knew I'm like, man, this is of God. This event is of God. Like the melanin land is man, it was given to me from God. So hey, mm-hmm. please understand, y'all gonna see us everywhere this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I wanna I wanna congratulate you on that. Cause cause I cause I seen I seen when you first were like, yo, you know what I'm saying? So I'm quitting my job. Like I seen the post and I'm like, oh, okay, she crazy. She gonna do it. Like she, like no 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 but the reason the reason why I say that is you gotta be a certain type of crazy to actually make it. You know what I'm saying? Because what you're up against, like the 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 forces that because you're what you're doing is not a standard lifestyle. It's not a standard lifestyle choice. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be a little crazy. You have to be a little bit like risk adverse to where you're like, I don't care. Like I'm jumping. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, we're gonna go do that. Like the, the building's on fire. You gonna run in? Yes, we're gonna we're going in there. Like we finna go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to you have to be that type of way. And so I want to commend you on that because not not a lot of people are willing to do that. And then and then on top of that, you know what I'm saying? Going out and like doing it in the different places that you already have done it. Like I'm gonna commend you on that. Like I like I seen everything. I was like, yo, I'm like, cause in my head, I was like, yo, I gotta get on my podcast one day, but I just hadn't asked you yet. And then it was ironic, you you put you put um that post up and I was like, Oh, today's the day. I'm gonna ask. <laughs> Look, well, I'm glad to be here for real. So thank you. I I received that compliment. Oh my gosh. Let me go ahead and give myself a pat on the back because mm-hmm. um sometimes it'd be hard to receive compliments. So I appreciate that. I yeah. just really appreciate that. And that's funny you say, you know, that you feel like, you know, you got to be a certain kind of crazy to jump out there and do something like this. And literally, um, one of the sermons that I listened to that helped me, like, just go ahead and say, fuck it and jump out there. There was this um, one by Mike Ty called Bamboo Season. And he mm-hmm. was talking about how you have to have crazy faith, like, to pursue your dreams and goals because, you know, the things that you want, like, I ain't never laid my eyes on it for real. I just got this thought I got this feeling that it might be mm. that I can do and that I can achieve but you got to have you got to be you do have to be a certain level of crazy to pursue that because you do come up against so many um self-limiting beliefs oh my mm-hmm. god you come up against fear you come up against adversity challenges instability you come up against everything that you're scared of matter of fact when you jump out on faith and do anything it's going to introduce you to the real you you're going to find out who you are for real (laughs) sometimes you're going to find out that you lazy as fuck Mm -hmm. you actually just be talking and you just be capping about the things that you want because you want to sound good it's going to let you know that you can't manage your you don't even know how to manage your money well you Mm -hmm. don't have no good sense you ain't got no determination like it's going to introduce you to your it's going to make you have to face who you really are and actually work on it so I just know for myself in this season I've been introduced to myself in a real way I know that I, I, I struggle extremely with self-limiting beliefs and extreme feelings of inadequacy and I had to really go deep inside myself and ask where did that come from and it came from childhood and Mm -hmm. now I'm able to identify what makes me feel that way now every day I got to show up and work on undoing and unlearning that shit because it's not a one-day process every day I have to combat those feelings Mm -hmm. The way that it came to me, that that feeling didn't happen overnight. So getting rid of it is not gonna happen overnight either. But when you make a conscious choice to show up and fight that, man, can't nobody touch right. you. You know. Right, right, right. Because because since since we're, you know we're we're on that line of thinking, like, so what what I wanted to say was like, in in doing in doing it, 
know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, just to agree with you, like in doing it, you learn, you learn everything you need to learn about doing it. Yeah. There is no, there is no, there's no, there's no, there's no quick help YouTube. There's no, there's no quick yeah. help. Like, like trying, like, uh, like these, do these quick things to da, 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 da. Like if you do all those, let's say, let's say you do every quick way up possible. You yep. don't build the character necessary to stay there. Ooh. <laughs> you, don't, you don't, you don't, you don't build the character necessary to stay there. You know what I'm saying? Like through, mm-hmm. through just myself, just through doing this podcast, like for as long as I've been doing it, like I, I know, I've learned now everything that, and I always keep, I always say this every, all the time, like, man, I wish I would have known it back then, but I'm like, no, I'm glad I didn't know that back then because I was able to take the raw lessons from it and yeah. learn more about myself. Because if I would have known about it, then I would have just band-aided it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I never would have dre- addressed the root issue of why I am that way or why mm-hmm. this situation went that way. Um, and I think it's it's a lot of lot of self-analyzing. And I, I think um, even even when you even when you hear like criticism, you know what I'm saying? Like for instance, like you know what I'm saying? You'll hear stuff like, oh man, uh I your your event could have been better or this da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna you're gonna hear that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna hear like like for instance, Machi, oh your show sucks right now, blah blah blah. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um because I I watched uh Marlon Wayans on the Breakfast Club and he yeah. was like, I'm okay with sucking right now because I'm gonna be nice later. You there know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be real nice later. And then he's like, You're not gonna be able to touch me. He's like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm in your I'm in your whatever it is of doing this. He's like, I'm I'm cold. He said, You can't touch me, and you know it now. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Back back then, back then you could have you could have messed with me. He said, But now you're not even co- you're not even touch touch to me because I've mm-hmm. been doing it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the only way you're gonna get better is to do it. You know what I'm saying? And and you can simply just relate it to sports. If you don't ever pick up a basketball and dribble. You're never going to be, uh, you're never going to go to the NBA. Like, it's that simple. If you don't play any games, you don't go to the NBA. You have to go play. You have to go, you have to go practice. You have to, you have to be in the gym. If you're not, if you're not doing it, you know what I'm saying? Whatever your gym is, you know what I'm saying? So whether you're an artist, whether you're a writer, whether you're a podcaster like myself, content creator, you have to go in the gym. You have to do it. Like I, I have on YouTube, I've done a thousand, thousand, over a thousand videos, right? Wow. That's that's a thousand either successes or failures. More more it's mostly failures. So let's just say let's just say it's about 800 failures. Those are all learning opportunities. All of them are learning opportunities. To where now I'm making way better stuff and I'm in a way better direction and a way better path. If I never would have made like let's say half of those videos. Let's say I only made 400. That's 400 lessons I'm down. Ooh, come on. Right. And created it. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn from your successes too. Don't don't get cocky just because you you, you could have done that better. You could have done that better, even though it was successful. You could have done it better, and you need to analyze it. And that's that's something that's something I learned from a a Kobe, um, a Kobe seminar. He was like, "No, I go back and watch the game footage of the games I won too, because I messed up during that game." Wow. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, "Damn." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, so I'm like, I gotta. I got to go back to the videos that I did do good and I got to see what I could have done better. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And yeah, it's just stuff like that. Man, I like that you said that too about, um, you know, you, you never know what something is going to be until you get started and how 
he said that, you know, he's okay with sucking because in a couple of years when he gets some experience on him, we're not going to be able to touch him. And that's the problem with a lot of people. We're afraid to get started because we're afraid that it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to tune in. Somebody's not going to come. Somebody's not going to show up. People are not going to understand. They're going to talk about you, laugh at you. Mm-hmm. People are so afraid of that that they allow it to keep them from activating on what God has given them. Yeah. If I allow myself to sit in my fear, because I get scared. I get scared before I do every event. I have all those basic questions that everybody has. Like, I'm scared them or mm-hmm. have enough money to cover everything. Are the people actually going to show up? Are people going to have a good time? Those thoughts, they flood my mind constantly. But I don't allow myself to sit there because if I did, I wouldn't be able to create the spaces and the transformations for people that I've been able to do. So it's okay to be fearful, but it's not okay to let that fear smother you and keep you hindered in one place. You have to take a risk. And even with you saying that earlier about like being risk adverse. um, So my degree at UCA, it's it's a bachelor's of business administration, but I majored in um, insurance and risk management. And uh-huh. with that whole risk management um, degree field, like all the classes that I took, they talked to us constantly about how to manage risk. How can you put um, pillows in place to catch you when you fall? Because falling is inevitable. You're going to fall. You're going to make some mistakes. But how mm-hmm. can you curve that fall? You know, what can you put in place that's going to help you, um, that's going to catch you? But you got to be willing to risk something in order to gain anything so man this this whole journey has just been you know such an experience so i i I just i I love i just love you know seeing people who who push themselves to do more and be more because like you said you can you can only learn after you do and there's Mm -hmm. some stuff you can't even fucking prepare for like you can go read everything you want on the internet but when it's time to apply it Shit is gonna be different. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Man, I can't tell you how many times I had something planned out thoroughly in my head. Matter of fact, with the melanin land, um, a big part of it is we do a photo shoot segment. Now, here lately I've been having just one photographer. So it's like you got a hundred women and one photographer, girl. What what you gonna do to make this um effective? Like how we're gonna be able to manage the time so that we, we get everybody um to get in a shot in the photo mm-hmm. so me and my team we can't come up with three different systems on how to rotate these ladies and make the time faster and each time we learn like okay this could have went better or like oh this absolutely don't work or yeah this one actually worked but we just need to do this next time mm-hmm. but again we tried to plan for it did it work out how we thought it would no but mm-hmm. we wouldn't have known if we wouldn't have tried exactly you gotta try. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I fully, I fully agree with that, man. Like, you, you gotta, you gotta try. You gotta just, you gotta just do it. Like, just, just go out there, do it. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't put, like, the, like if you're gonna go out there and do it right, you're gonna, you're gonna fall. Okay. Yeah. Just, just accept the fact you're going to fall and you're gonna fall <laughs> on your face. It's, yep. it's inevitable. It's inevitable. You're going to fall and you're gonna fall on your face. Exactly. Hey, Denzel Washington said if you fall, try to land on your back because if you can... No, no, Les Brown said this. I'm sorry. He said if you fall, try to land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good right there. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's, That's good. good. Major gems. Major gems dropped. Mm-hmm. 
So just try, try it. Whatever it is, just try it. I mean, unless it's something that you don't need to try, like Coke. I wouldn't just try it. Oh, that. my God, dude. Dude, that... <laughs> <laughs> mm, 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 mm. People, people weird, man. People weird. Cause people. I, I've, I've, I've went out lately, and like I've been seeing more and more people doing. It. I was like, first of all, more and more people doing coke. Like I'm like, look, like Coca Cola like, or. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about that white girl. I'm talking about what snow. <laughs> yes, yes, mm. yeah. And and the thing is, like, I'm like, look, y'all. That drug is, first of all, the drug is expensive, okay? It's not like it's cheap. It's expensive. I ain't got time to be playing with y'all, okay? I got I got bills to pay. Right. Like, this, this could never, this could never be my habit. It's how much, huh? Nah, I'm good. Like, that don't even sound good. That's one. And that's crazy. It always makes me think about uh, Whitney Houston, that whole line. I don't smoke crack. Crack is whack. I made too much money to ever smoke crack. So I, I. I recently learned, you know, that crack and coke are two different things. So mm-hmm. apparently crack is like low quality, coke is high quality. And I really I'm not gonna tell you a story. Like growing up I just always thought like like tooting powder was a like a white people thing. Yeah. But I've been seeing more and more colored folks participating in in said activities and that's been blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, a lot a lot. A lot more than you think. Like especially here in California, like I've been, I've been impressed. Like I'm like, and I'm, I'm saying impressed in the worst way possible. I'm like, oh y'all are, y'all are really, y'all are really out here like this. Y'all coke is. Like I, that's like, crazy. I'm like y'all damn bad. Look, I just called him like, damn you a crackhead. I remember I went out on a date with this guy, and we were at this place called Cypress Social. Mm-hmm. We were talking, and I forgot how we rolled into this conversation. And he was just like, yeah, I did a line of coke before I came in here. I was like, oh, well. Huh? So I would have never known. But when he said that afterwards, I'm like, damn, I missed all the signs. I missed all the signs because he did keep doing this. Yeah. I didn't notice. I didn't notice, though. But apparently, uh-huh. you know, when they take it, it, it only lasts for a little while. So I guess it's not like an extended uh-huh. high. That yeah. my- I, I'm not interested in it because I just... You know, I, I, I come from a certain kind of family, and I just know the first time I toot some powder, I'm gonna be a crackhead. Okay, oh my god, I'm not even taking a chance. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Like for me, for me, my, my mindset is like, I know somebody, I know somebody that did it the first time and they died, so I can't, I can't, I can't mess with it. Like I'm never, I'm never gonna touch it. I'm well, like, they're like, no, but. The, so, so like somebody was trying to explain to me like no but that's not that's not normally how that go blah 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 they probably had I don't care what the scenario was why would I want to put something in my nose and die that doesn't sound good your yeah. nose your nose it, it it's sounds- just a little just a little gone look I, I got a confession mm-hmm. so when I say I grew up around drugs like drugs were definitely not unfamiliar to me. I knew people that sold drugs, they were on drugs, and they functioning crackheads, weed heads, all of it, peel mm-hmm. addicts. That's just what I grew up around. And I remember when I was at elementary, oh, my God, my mm-hmm. cousin, I have a cousin and um, a stepbrother, they used to they used to sniff powder. And and I'm, I'm going to come back to that. But anyway, when... Okay. <laughs> In elementary, I remember seeing my cousin and 
my stepbrother, they would come in our house and get a plate and they would go sit in the car and they would like sniff this powder off plates, right? And I remember one day after seeing it, me and my brother tried to sniff some Kool-Aid in an attempt to imitate that. And I just always thought that was crazy. So I just want y'all to know I was almost a crackhead. Like I was almost. <laughs> now, I do have a question, though. Is powder, mm -hmm. powder and cocaine the same thing? Um, yeah, yeah, it just, it just, yes, it can be, it can be the same thing, can be, there's, there's other powders out there, but it can be the same thing, um, don't, don't ask me how I know oh, this, I'm about to say, you sound like you, but really. they, they can, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just been, I, I'm, yeah, I'm out, I, I'm out here, I'm out here in the streets, I've seen a lot of things, I've seen a lot of things, so, yeah, they they can they can be the same thing, but sometimes it's a whole other stuff, and I'm just like, yo, y'all just, hey, y'all do y'all y'all stay safe. I'm a I'm gonna sit my crown over here. <laughs> no, no, real talk. And I just feel like people people who I I've seen this a lot. A lot of people that I um have known that said they did coke, and it surprised me because I'm like, you know, you don't in my mind if you do coke, you just like you're pregnant, you know, like you mm -hmm. don't and you stealing stuff and all that but there's people who do these drugs and you just would never know unless they literally told you but I I've seen a lot of people who do do that though they didn't grow up around drugs and I think for me because I grew up around it and I seen how it affected people it mm -hmm. just you know pushed me away from it but you do have some people too who repeat that same cycle but for, for the most part I do know like those people that I've witnessed who talk about you know really in Indulging things like coke, like they ain't never just been around nobody who's on drugs for real. Because when when that gets imprinted in your mind at a young age, it's like an automatic no for you. Like it's immediate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not doing it because I, I don't want to steal the car. I don't be. Mm -hmm. I don't want to let the drug dealers borrow the car. I don't want to be stealing the family's rent money. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to do none of this. So I'm just gonna stay away because I think addiction running my family, and I no, I'm I'm not gonna test the waters i'm good i i don't even know if addiction run in my family like that all i know is smooth ain't doing it smooth <laughs> smooth is good over here like i'm good because i i don't want to be that codependent on anything like yeah. I, I don't i don't i don't like the idea of oh i can't do this without that mm. like no i want to have options available to where i can still function and still do it I feel like it takes away some of your options and you become limited and you become like really narrow minded. And the next, the next day, the next thing you're worried about isn't, isn't, you know what I'm saying? Isn't the next metal in land. It ain't the next podcast for me. It's the next, you know, hit. It's the next high. Like that's not mm -hmm. good. You know what I'm saying? And you're chasing, you're chasing an illusion at the end of the day. You're chasing an illusion. Yeah. So we want to maintain that control. Like drugs, it, it'll, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it takes takes away your control, but you got a lot of people who they do indulge in it because they don't want to be in control. Maybe they have to manage everyday life or they're the head of the family. And some people just want to not be in control, you know, and I can see that being a thing, but it's a hard no for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a no for I me though. Um, SOS and YES. What's that? Stamp out smoking and youth extinguishing smoking. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, w I will say, like, the D.A.R.E. program, I don't think that helped people. Like, 
I, their their program, like when they used to come into school and they showed you the drugs and all that stuff. I don't think that helped some people. Like the way that they did it, I think that was more so educational. Because I'm pretty sure I seen a kid in the back taking notes. Like I I I don't think I don't think it helped a lot of people because like they're like, oh, if you do this, you go to jail. Like plenty of people go to jail and they get out. Like you're not helping a kid visualize what it's actually doing to your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I think what what would would have yeah. been a more impactful program in the 90s is to actually like have people and show them and show them like literally this mm-hmm. is where they were at in life. This is what they were doing. And if you can bring that person in, it's even better. You know what I'm saying? You show the video you, of the person's life, and then you bring the person in and have them talk about it. I'm telling you, it'll mess it'll mess you up. It'll mess it's you up. Real. I'm glad you said that too because I do remember um those cookie cutter programs, you know, where they were trying to educate you on the dangers of it, which, you know, for the most part, like you said, it did educate, but did it keep a lot of people from doing it? You know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know the fucking results on that. But I remember um, when I was going to Mableville Middle School, they had, they had a program called Abstinence by Choice that we had to take, which was a um, program promoting that you stay abstinent from sex until marriage and literally at the end of this program they gave us a card it was our v card and we're supposed to save it till marriage and now that i think about it now i'm like man that that was actually crazy they was really teaching us that instead of just teaching people how to be safe because people are going to do it they're going to do it these kids are going to do it these and especially kids now they exposed to so much more it's just like Mm -hmm. man dude you got to tell them hey don't do it but at the same time you got to give them some real education because it's, it's right. something we can't prevent it. We can't block. So if you send them in ignorant, you know, it's just going to um, produce some some consequences that we, we really don't want to see. That's really the, the crazy part about life because even when they was teaching us this abstinence by choice stuff, like, no, man, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I got my V-card to my wallet. Mm-hmm. But people were still out there popping coochie. Yeah, yeah. They, they had the v Licking booty, playing with titties, putting fingers in vaginas. Oh, it was no. <laughs> it would it would have behooved them to tell us, hey, don't let somebody put said fingers in your vajayjay with mm-hmm. dirty fingers because you might it might throw off your pH balance, or you can't be over there licking and sucking on everything because you might get mono and die. Like yeah. Yeah. It's just so much more that could have been done, you know. But I think they did the best they could with what they had, with whatever grant money they got from the state at that time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like they were they were just more so like just trying to check a box. It was like, okay, all right, did we did we tell you about this? Yes, yep. check. <laughs> like, did we warn you of the dangers? Check. All right, cool. Um, get back to passing these math class because we we got we got we got grade standards. We got standardized testing standards yep. to meet. Um. Uh, but you you brought up something interesting about like you know what I'm saying like the the digital like world that we're living in because mm-hmm. with with like you see like TikTok and um, now Reels on Instagram and yeah. shorts on uh, shorts on uh, YouTube and all that everyone's attention span has gotten smaller yeah. and smaller like and 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 I don't think I don't think people I don't think they even realize it. Like me as a as a and I think I think you can you can attest to it too, you know what I'm saying? As as nineties babies, we're like 
we we've seen the transition, so we can kind of go, oh wait, 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 whoa, 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 like I'm changing in a bad way. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're, I'm not catching certain details that I should catch. And I think what we're happen, what we're seeing now is people's attention to detail is mm-hmm. leaving people's ability to rationalize a complete thought. You know what I'm saying? With thinking about everything mm-hmm. in full context, is leaving. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Everybody just wants to be first, and everybody's just saying stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then it's like, we'll figure it out on the back end. You yep. know? Yeah, this digital world is crazy. Like, I realize too, my, my attention span is short because I'll get to watching something and I'm like, in the first six seconds, I'm like, man, this is going slow. Right. <laughs> like, Sam, you only been on here six seconds, but I'm like, man, you need to entertain me in the first two. If you don't, then I'm out. But right. this um digital age that the kids are being raised up in, like, I, I go back to when they were teaching us the abstinence thing. Like, yeah, you know, that sounds good to y'all, but that's not where society is. So instead of trying to push on us these historical beliefs, go to where they are and teach us some pertinent information that we need to know. And the same thing I feel like with the digital world, it's evolving to where I believe everything is going to be completely digital, ran by robots and everything. So it's like we have to plan for the un- unintended consequences that it's going to have on the youth especially we know that it's going to affect their social skills their ability to think creatively and problem solve on their own so it's like how can we go to the where they are though to help them mitigate that possibility so even with my niece you know i have to remind her and tell her too everything mm-hmm. you see on the internet is not real it's not true a lot of people are doing things for entertainment so in efforts to help her maintain her own ability to make decisions for herself and decipher through what's true and false i have to let her know uh, everything that you run across you always want to fact check because some people and i see a lot of adults now so this is mainly why i'm worried about kids mm-hmm. just because they've seen something posted on the shade room or on the internet they automatically take it to be true without even going to do their own research and mm-hmm. that's one of those things where i feel like the digital media can really have a negative impact on the minds of the youth because mm-hmm. if they don't know that hey just because it's right there don't mean it's real and that you need to go check behind it you know they can live a life based on misinformation you know yep. and matter of fact it wasn't even until I got to college that I started to question everything and be skeptical because growing up in the south the bible built you know I've been taught not to question things not to question God you know just to listen don't talk back you know because mm-hmm. asking a question to your parents is talking back so it's just mm-hmm. take what you're given so in my mind I subconsciously subconsciously adopted the belief to believe anything my superior told me was true mm-hmm. so if it, pastor, if it was my mama if it was the teacher if they said two plus two was six then that's what it was if they said the sky was red that was the truth I never questioned anything until I got to college and I was taking two different classes and one class was telling me um, something that conflicted with the other one. They're trying to tell us where America, how America started and who founded it. So it's like how I'm being taught two different things. Now I got to ask myself, mm-hmm. which truth and which one is false? I don't know. Because first of all, I was not there when whoever found what they said they found. So yeah. now I got to go do my own research and decide what is true for me. In this life, you have to decide what is your truth. And you just cannot base it off what somebody else told you. You know, even if somebody told you something that you can believe, if you didn't try to go do the research on your own to confirm that, then you're in a bad space because people Mm -hmm. 
people interpret life based on their perspective and their life experiences, which could be which mm-hmm. could be completely different from yours. So when that preacher get up there and he telling you, oh yeah, this Bible verse means that you need to give ten percent of the tithe, that that was his interpretation. Okay, what if you read it and you believe that tithing ten percent means giving ten percent of your time to those in need? Who's to say which one is right and which one is wrong? What you want to do is, though, always base your life on what resonates with you, Hmm. feels good to you. Because if you do believe in, you know, the idea of heaven and hell, God, Christianity, and all of that, you want your decision to be based on what you felt to be right. Because I always said this to myself, man, I would hate to end up in hell because I was sitting there following up behind everything somebody else said because I felt like they were the chosen one, like they were closer to God than me. You have mm-hmm. to build a relationship with these higher powers or anything. But overall, what I'm saying is find your own truth. Okay? You have to. Yeah. And and in that quest to find your own truth, be open to being wrong. Okay? Just, just I, there's not too many people on the internet now that will, that will openly say, you know what? Hey, after further review, I was wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like for instance, I did a, I did an episode a while back. Um, well, it wasn't an episode, it was just a video on our, our black people Jews, right? So mm-hmm. I just I you know what I'm saying, I just kind of gathered up my information and I said I just presented an argument for it. I didn't say whether or not it was true, I just presented an argument. I proceeded to actually offend like an actual Jew from Israel, right? Yeah. So and he's like going off in the comments. He's just going and going and going in the comments. He's just going. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's cool. So what I did was on episode 176, I brought him on. I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I, if I'm wrong, cool. You know what I'm saying? If I don't know my historical facts, if I don't know everything there is about being a Jew, I probably don't. You you're from there. You live there. You tell you tell me now. You tell me now. And then now I now it's my job to go validate what you said. But I yeah. can't tell you your your experience is wrong because you actually lived it. That's that's yeah. the same way if if somebody not black was trying to tell me about being black. Like yeah. I'm I'm gonna look at you crazy. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the same way he was looking at me, that's how that's how I interpreted mm-hmm. everything, like why he was going off as passionately as he was. I said, okay, this is clearly him, this is clearly his culture. I'd be going off the same way if I was black and somebody somebody else was saying stuff about black people. So I'm like, let me let me let him get his stuff off. Let him let me give him a platform to where he can set we can talk in full context because context is lost. You over a hundred comments, context is lost. Somebody didn't got offended somewhere. Somebody you missed a comment somewhere. Like there's a lot of lines to read. Be mm-hmm. open to having dialogue with other people, okay? And be open to being wrong. That's powerful. Be open to being wrong. So speaking of that, I got a question and I I hope you get it right. Okay. Is wing stop good or nasty? We, oh my god. Yeah, the wing stop is good, okay? But here here no uh but here's my small caveat. Every flavor ain't good. There's some flavors on there you should not be ordering, okay? Like Unless that. you go to a very specific wing stop that knows how to do it correctly. But most of them don't. This see this sounds like a lot. Now, what flavors do you say are good? So, for me, for me, barbecue, um Louisiana rub, that one that one turns out pretty good most of the time. It's just now if somebody makes the mistake of cuz you know, they toss the they toss the wings in butter 
or whatever, right? Or some 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 sauce to kind of get the season to stick on there, right? Makes sense. It's it's not that's not crazy. But what happens is the some people are lazy, and so they end up pouring you like the butter in with it, right? And that's typically that's what happens with the lemon pepper ones. Like they end up really wet for some for no reason. They shouldn't be that wet. It shouldn't be soggy. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like I shouldn't be drinking lemon pepper. No. You know what I'm I should be just eating chicken. No. I didn't ask for lemon pepper sauce. Terrible. I said seasoning. No. See, now I do know you can get them wet or dry. I don't I don't think but I like the lemon thing. pepper, period, because you know when you eat something, you're getting ready to eat something sour and it's like you get this feeling back here. Mm-hmm. When I eat those wings, that that's what happens, and I'm like, I just don't feel like that's right. Why does Wait, it feel like I'm eating what, what, lemon? What uh, wings you getting? Huh? What wings you eating again? The the lemon, lemon pepper. pepper. Yay! Something wrong. <laughs> Something wrong. Maybe your seasoning is from like five years ago. I don't know, but uh, I would say don't get the lemon pepper. Like I don't eat the lemon pepper. <laughs> the only person I know that eats the lemon pepper is freaking Rick Ross. That's it. Like he's the only person. Wings. Yeah, that, yeah. No. He, he's the only person I know that still eats lemon pepper. Like, no. I, I'm eating all the other. I'm eating other stuff. Um, there's another one too that's pretty good, but I just can't remember it offhand. But I know Louisiana rub is my go-to because that one always turns out right for the most part, and barbecue is my go-to because it's barbecue Louis. sauce. Louis. Like, huh? You're wrong. You I'm wrong. You gotta be open to the fact that you're wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm wrong about lemon pepper. Is a flop. Okay. I mean, hey, they got they can open in new locations. I don't know who I don't know how it's like it's almost like it's like Arby's, right? I don't know who's keeping Arby's open. I've never seen a car in front of Arby's. I've never seen see 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 I, I'm like, who's eating this food? Now granted, granted, their seasoned fries are pretty good. You know what I'm saying? They're chicken tenders ain't bad but that's just two things on the menu i don't know anybody that's said yo i got this rb sandwich like i don't i've never seen an rb sandwich in real life oh me either oh my god i just because i get the wraps from there like a chicken wrap yeah well see see they, they got the meats so. they got the meats but who's ordering the meat because i i ain't seen it <laughs> I ain't seen no say I ain't even seen the meat in real life. Dang, I know memes about the meat, but I ain't never seen it. Dang, now I gotta go get a sandwich from Arby's at this point. Yeah. Somebody got to. It ain't gonna be me. We gotta get it in real life. Man, Do y'all I... have Arby's in, in Cali? Yeah, yeah, we got Arby's. We okay. got Arby's. And cool. and it be open. Don't a soul be there, but it be open. I'm like, yo, who is eating here? Who's ordering food from y'all? Who's keeping y'all open? Who's doing this? Yeah. And like they opened up a new location. I was like, now nobody was at the other one and nobody's at the one before that. You're telling me further down the freeway, somebody changed their mind and go eat Arby's? This is what it is. It's really a cover up. It gotta be. Look, look, it gotta be. They gotta be moving drugs or something. It's a cover up. Come on. Tell them, make it make sense. Yeah, gotta be. They they gotta be like secretly like investing well in other companies and stuff, and they're just open just to be open. Yeah, just just to be in the community. Mm-hmm. So I have another question. You know. Yeah, hit me. Shipley's or Krispy Kreme? 
All right, look. Anybody that what? says Krispy Kreme, anybody that says Krispy Kreme, you're bugging. You're tripping. Okay. You clearly ain't been you clearly ain't been nowhere. Okay. Like the hierarchy is like Shipley's is at the, Shipley's is at the top, and there's this other donut spot. I don't even know mm-hmm. what it's called no more. But in my travels, I went there. I am really much good. Much. It was really good. Then there's Daylight Donut. Daylight Donut is straight. Like yes, I like them. Yeah, Daylight Donuts is straight. And then somewhere at the very bottom of processed cardboard is Krispy Seriously. Kreme. Yes, I don't know. I feel like. Krispy Kreme, like they got good marketing. Like it looks cute. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the the donuts. Mm-hmm. The trash, sweetheart. Yeah. Because what is this? What is this stick of butter? What is this concoction that y'all put together? It looks so pretty, but it the the taste is just falling on on the on the the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, good job, good job. You got that one right. Now, my last question is, you know, do you eat chilling? No, who, 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 look, look. We, no, I don't. I don't, I don't even like smelling them. If I smell them in the crib, I want to leave. Like, they I want to leave. They've been cooked where you lived before. I mean, yeah, my grand, my grandparents. They Did you eat them? them? No. You I never did it. No, it smelled too bad. I wanted to, I wanted to throw up. What did it smell like? <laughs> look, it smelled like, like, like seasoned <laughs> ass. Seasoned ass is what it smelled like. Seasoned ass. Seasoned asshole. Look, I did tell people, like, if you eat chillings, I know you would eat people. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I gotta be honest, man. I've dibbled and dabbled in chitlins before, you know? It's just, probably after the third bite, I'm just like, man, something's not right about this. I have to stop. You know, I think somebody, somebody... Yeah, you have to stop and go get the hot sauce and put it on there. That's that's (laughs) what you stop and do. You stop and go get the hot sauce. Dang, but that's that's crazy, man. When I and when I'm fully processing what chitlins are, it's, mm-hmm. it's intestines and people they squeeze the shit out of the intestines and boil them and put them in potatoes and season them. Yeah, people, and people, people ate that because there wasn't anything else to eat. Okay, guess what? Now we got all the other parts of the pig. Okay, <laughs> I, I I'm more accepting of people eating pig feet. I'm I'm uh people that just eat ham. Look, I know I don't eat pig feet either, but like ham, you know what I'm saying? That's fine. You want to eat ham? You want to get you some bacon? That's <laughs> fine. You want to make you a pork chop? That is that is excellent. Bacon and pork chops are excellent. Okay, you want to make you a little pork loin? Cool, that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying with the gravy? But you telling me you wrote you reached into the pig, and you pulled out the intestine and was like, "Yo, whatever he ate, I'm eating it too." That don't sound good to me. That, yeah. I mean, when you put it like that, it just sounds so disgusting. But, hey, people love love chitlins. They said, yeah, they eat people. Mm-hmm. They eat seasoned ass. <laughs> yeah, seasoned ass. Look, look, that, mm-mm. I, I'll never forget that smell. I know that smell from a mile away. From a mile away. There's still people on my grandma's block to this day that still religiously cook chitlins. And I'm like, yo, what is wrong with y'all? Like, we, we are better than this. We are better than this. Look, you can, like, do you want a long life? Look, Just throw it away. <laughs> look, I was talking to my mama yesterday. She actually told me like the price of a bucket of chitlins has went up. It used to be like four ninety nine when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And she said like a bucket the other day she seen was seventeen dollars. 
talk about inflation. Inflation on something don't nobody want. Ah, look, it's obviously in demand if they're still selling it. I know what that bucket looked like too. That red bucket or that little mm-hmm. flat sheet of chitlins. But um hey, somebody keeping them in business, man. Definitely. Somebody's keeping the business of pig intestines alive and well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It ain't me. And it ain't gonna it ain't gonna be me or, or my future generations. That's that stopped. That that is ceased and desist. We're leaving that. That that eating chitlins is a generational curse. I need y'all to break it, okay? I need y'all to break that curse. <laughs> that is not good food. That is not good for you. Look, our generation, I feel like we're so woke. Mm. You know what? I feel like where we are now, we we're them people that are like on the cusp. Like we seen the transformation. So it's like we're on both sides. Like, yeah, I know that shit not good for me, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're in a weird, a weird, a weird, very, very, very weird spot when it comes to the technology age. Because mm-hmm. there before it was popular, and now we're here, grown and it's popular, and we consume it. And even with mental health, like we're in on that cusp of where it wasn't really talked about, and now it's like it's all the rave. So being this age is very commercialist. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I'll agree with that, man. Especially the mental health piece. Like, I, I don't, I don't think a lot of people take enough care of their mental health, or because everybody's like, oh, I gotta push through and do this. Sometimes, sometimes it is okay to hit yeah. the pause button and just stop. Yeah, just stop. That doesn't mean you're not look. That doesn't mean you're not motivated, right? That doesn't mean mm-hmm. you don't want to get to where you're going. But sometimes mm-hmm. you have to set yourself up for success and sometimes setting yourself up for success is to stop moving forward like to stop practicing to stop doing whatever you're doing you have to rest at some point Mm -hmm. you have to recharge so then you can Mm -hmm. give a give a full 100 percent again you know what i'm saying a lot of people they're like oh like i was watching this motivational speaker guy he was like he's like if all you got is 30 percent, give me 100 percent of 30 percent i'm like I don't think that's okay <laughs> at this point. Like, if all you got is 30, we need to talk about how we get you back up to at least within 70. Because you shouldn't be at 30. You should be at, you should be between 170 is a cool percent to be on whatever you're doing in life. Yeah. And just giving it all you got. Because we're humans. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be at 100% every day. Exactly. But to say it's okay for somebody to be at 30 that that's pushing that um that workaholic culture that we yeah. previously had like to the extreme like and that's how you get people breaking you know what i'm saying people break yeah. down have break, mental breakdowns people um you know they they unfortunately commit suicide mm-hmm. like you have you have all sorts of, you have all sorts of things that happen with people just because they kept going mm. it's okay to just stop it's take a deep breath you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Stretch a little bit. All right. Then get back to running. Like, man, I'm glad you said that too, because that's another thing with social media, because this one idea gets pushed so much of like not sleeping, working hard, working up extra early, staying up late and like really burning yourself out. It's being pushed so much that people have internalized it and they keep forgetting like, hey, you know, you still got to take care of yourself. You have to take breaks. You got to allow yourself to recharge and reset. You have to give yourself time to like not think Mm -hmm. about doing something else. 
we be so hyper focused on what's next and what we're gonna do that we don't even enjoy the moment that we are literally in. There are people right now who accomplish something new every day, but they don't ever sit and celebrate that because once they do accomplish a goal, it's on to the next. Yep. Everything about what's next and not what's happening right now. And if you continue to live next, you keep continuing this life. You said what? I said I'm guilty of that. Exactly. Same here. You know, even since I, I was younger, like I was always focused on doing something profound and doing doing what's best that was next. When I was in elementary, you know, and thank God, my mama, she didn't let me get skipped up, but they wanted to skip me up. And I was excited about that. Like, yeah, I want to get skipped up. I'm in GT. In middle school, I was taking out pre-AP and I was getting ready for high school, trying to get high school classes done in middle school. And when I got to high school, I was taking college classes, trying to get ready for college. And when I got to college, I was worried about what was going to happen next. Like, I never stopped to appreciate what was happening in my life. And I never stopped to be thankful and grateful for the journey. So now when I wake up every day, I have to give thanks. You know, God, thank you for allowing me to exist today. Thank you that I can get up and wipe my own ass with my own two hands and use my own toilet, step my feet in my water that I have to pay the bills for. Like, God, hey, no, real talk, just thank you for where I am now. I'm not even completely where I want to be. I'm not in my final form or nothing like that, but I give thanks from the bottom of my heart that I was allowed to wake up and even have the opportunity to create, to breathe, like, just thank you. And when we talk about health too, I think another thing that's not happening is like, what is mental health? How do you take care of yourself? What is self-care? We're not explaining. Like, what does that really mean? What does that really look like? For me, when I was going through a tumultuous relationship and I had to, what I say, build myself from the ground back up, some of the things I did was listen to motivational speeches and things that was going to help me elevate and um, focus on my own life goals. But even in doing that too, I always have to remind myself, like, whatever you listen to, take what you need and leave what you don't. Just because you're listening to it or somebody else said it that might be doing what you perceive is better than you don't mean it's the absolute truth or what is going to work for you. So it's like, man, me showing up for myself and taking care of my mental health was me filling my mind with stuff that was going to stimulate me and encourage me to grow because what we consume with our ears and our eyes determines mm-hmm. how we feel and behave so I have to be intentional about what I'm giving myself on a daily because if all I'm consuming is bullshit guess what's going to come out bullshit what's going to be subconsciously stored in my mind bullshit so mm-hmm. I wake up and I'm intentional about listening to good shit Listen to good shit. Look at good shit so that you can internalize good shit, produce good shit, subconsciously okay. operate in good shit. I'm fi- I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a good shit T-shirt now. Oh, you you good? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you operate in, like I said, the goodness and the beauty of what's around you. And also journaling, writing. I used to write hella post-it notes every day. Matter of fact, before I left, clean up until I left my job, my, my cubicle was smothered in notes. Like, I wasn't even supposed to have notes on them people's um, stuff. But I did because I knew I wasn't going to be there forever. It was, it was a stepping stone. Even though I liked the job, I knew that's not what God, that, that wasn't the end of what God had for me. So mm-hmm. every day I'm writing post-it notes. I'm worthy. My voice is um valuable my story is mine to tell like um I leave this job in confidence knowing that 
my talents will provide for me that a way will be made that I'll be able to care for myself and excel and exceed in everything that I want. Like I was writing those notes to myself so that every day I was reminded and also so that I could feed my subconscious mind to start really believing what I wanted to manifest. So on this journey of self-care, it's about being intentional about what you watch, about what you listen to. It's about what you say to yourself on a daily basis because self-care is not something you just do on a weekend or once a month. It is a constant exercise. Just like you can't go to the gym and work out one time and lose hella weight or gain hella muscle, the same thing is with self-care. You just can't do it one time and to think and think that you're going to be in good standing. It has to be a constant and repetitious activity that you engage in on a daily basis because that's the only way you're gonna grow strong in it right hey man you you didn't said you didn't said some stuff right there you didn't <laughs> said, said some stuff um uh, i guess I'll, I'll piggyback off what you're saying and i'll say and i'll say this um so i'm not repeating you or parroting you um have a healthy rivalry with your competition what mm-hmm. I, and what I mean by that is a lot of people get caught up when you look at other people and you're like, oh my God, they're already, they're all the way over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, how how do I get there? And you you get you get caught up in chasing after that person instead mm-hmm. of actually like building your your thing. Like it's okay to like look at that and go, oh man, like use that as a motivating factor to make the best product you're gonna make. But don't leave the don't but don't leave the shop till you're ready. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're still building that, building that engine, like build that engine, finish it first. You know what I'm saying? Before you leave. But it's okay to look outside and go, okay, you know what I'm saying? They're racing around. They're doing really good. All right. Let me just get back to work yeah. though. You know what I'm saying? Keep, you know what I'm saying? Um, what uh, the concept is called like um, the, th- the things built in a dark room. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're in the dark room right now. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're in there. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to uh, finalize. Yes. For pictures. Um, you're trying to finalize that photo. You know what I'm saying? But to make the best picture possible, you can't leave that dark room till it's ready. You know what I'm saying? So un- so until you're ready, don't leave. You know what I'm saying? Don't leave. Stay in your spot. You know what I'm saying? And just keep working, keep building. And by the time you get out into the light, trust me, that picture is going to be perfect. There we but, go. But you got to just, you got to have a healthy, you have to have a healthy um, rivalry with people. Um, so like, don't, don't be obsessed with them or anything like that. Like I use, I use like, for instance, there's, there's somebody that makes, that makes videos, right. They were, they were making videos and they were making content or whatever. And like, I, I, I seen them, I was like, oh, okay. Like they, like they, I seen them like promoted stuff on Facebook. I said, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then I was like, you know, I kept going, kept going, whatever, whatever. And then like, I seen like his, his YouTube started to catch up with mine. I said, um no i'm not gonna let that happen yeah. but i didn't i didn't address it like like that i just like cu- quietly got to myself and i was like okay let me let me make my stuff better let me let me mm-hmm. do more because i'm like i've clearly slowed down somewhere along the way like i'm self-evaluating like wow this person's catching i'm self-evaluating i'm like okay mm-hmm. what is causing this person to catch up with me all right yeah. uh, i'm not i'm not doing this video i didn't do this I didn't do these thumbnails. I didn't do this background work. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm taking, I'm just taking notes. And yeah. then by the time I got, I went outside to go run again. Like I took off, I took off again. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. We, we, we got, we got the healthy distance that we should have. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to maintain this relationship this way, but it's not beef. It's just like, 
I don't. I'm competitive that way. Like I don't want. I don't want you to pass me. Like I'm just gonna be honest. Like I don't want you to pass. Me. You're not gonna pass me. So I'm like, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make sure I do the very best that I can do. But at the same time, I'm using you as my my fuel. You're my you're my motivator. But I'm taking that energy and I'm using it in a positive way. A lot of people they go online and they're like. Oh, so and so ain't this like that's how you start hating on people. Like, no, like internalize internalize that. Internalize that. Cause it's it's a good it's a natural feeling. Like it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to feel like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to win the trophy. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, everybody, everybody's competitive. They, like, I want to win the trophy. I want to go on the nice vacations. I want to have that money. You know what I'm saying? I want to have that um pre- prestige, that status. Everybody, yeah. everybody wants it. Everybody wants it. Definitely. Okay, internalize that now. And turn it into something good for yourself. Exactly. Like you can't, you can't push that out and it not be bitter. Exactly. You not I, be bitter, and there's there's mad bitter people out here. Exactly. I like that whole concept of healthy rivalry too, because there are people out here that will look at what you have and, and be jealous. But it's like, why wouldn't that just inspire you to want to be better? You know, something that, and I thank God, you know, that I have this kind of mindset but when i'm looking at people who look like me and they're they're doing something that's great that's profound like for me i automatically start to think like wow that if they did that that means i can do that shit too that's where my mind goes but you got some yep. people's mind goes to like oh man why do they got this why do they got that like shit why are you worried about why they got this or why they got that you need to be worried about how you can do it too like they showing you that what's what's humanly possible and that's why, you know, mindset mindset is a thing that can like really make or break you in this lifetime when it comes to your mm-hmm. your the person, um, you in relationships, you in the professional realm. If your mindset is not right, then you're gonna be blocked from a lot of things. You know? Yeah. If you allow that jealousy to consume you or you, you know, get mad at somebody because of what they got, that first of all, that's weird. It's yeah, very, it is it is very weird. Very weird. It speaks a lot to, you know, somebody's own insecurities and um, what they have going. But look at somebody, like you said, let it be healthy rivalry and let it charge you up. Like, it should show you that what's possible for you. Exactly. Exactly, man. It's especially, especially look, especially look, just, just look, y'all. Okay, look. <laughs> Look, y'all, look, Arkansas is small, okay? It's small, all right? It's, okay, that's that's one. It's small. Two, mm-hmm. two, r- realistically speaking, the people that you're, that are around you, that grew up with you, they know you. Therefore, they're, they, they don't have the same awe of you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, until you get of a certain status, you know what I'm saying? So you're going to have to just work. You're going to have to just grind at it till they actually come over and they actually like really like support you support you like that like that's just the reality of anybody from anywhere from anywhere mm-hmm. from anywhere that's not that's not a sliding in our that's just that's just human psychology yep. if you know some if you know somebody from your village it's just like oh that's just so and so you're 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 numb to them you're numb to them they're not they're not a new stimuli your brain just shuts it off it's not it's not mm-hmm. anything um so what you need to do is like go outside Okay, go outside. I, 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 I cannot stress this enough. Go outside. Mm. Go outside. Like that's my only advice for people from Arkansas. It's just go outside. Go outside because the moment you go outside, you realize this world is a whole lot bigger 
than mm. you thought it was. You know what I'm saying? Take a trip somewhere that you ain't been. You know what I'm saying? That you ain't been and go there for a while. Go there for a while. Like save up your money. Go there for a little minute so you can actually become a part of the city just a little bit. Yeah. And you'll you'll slowly realize like, okay, in the grand scheme of things, where I'm from don't matter. Mm. And this place that I'm at right now doesn't matter anyway. Like it, we're just all just we're just all habitating spaces at the end of the day. So what I need to do is just make myself the very best version of myself that I can be and mm-hmm. fool with the people that actually fool with me. And that's it. Like you ain't got to beef with nobody. You ain't mm-hmm. got to like be feel some type of way about anything. In it. Like mm-hmm. just accept the fact that it is what it is. Like it just is what it is. That's how that's how it is. Till till you get to where you're trying to go. All right. And mm-hmm. and make a oh my last piece make a two to five year plan. Okay. Two to five years. If you don't see you that's the two the the two year is if everything goes right, that's not gonna happen. Your two year plan more mm-hmm. than likely not gonna happen. It's like one percent chance of happening. But your five year plan. By the time you're working and doing everything, you should be pretty close to it, as long as you're realistic with yourself. If yeah. you're not making realistic goals, that's the first problem. But make, make some realistic goals for five years and work towards it. I guarantee you what's going to happen is you're not even, by, by year three or four, you're not even going to be looking at that five-year goal. You're not even going to be thinking about it. You're going to just hit it. You're going to just hit it. You're not, you're going to stop thinking about it because you've developed a habit of moving towards that goal and you're you're so involved in it. It's become such a part of your life that by the time year five hits, you're there already. Yep. I liked it. I liked it. Speaking of goals, man, what's something you want to do in a new year? You know, we, we in 2023. Crazy. What's you manifesting this season? Uh, what do I want to do? Uh, I want to, I want to do, I want to do like an actual, like, um, like live show type deal. Like that's, yeah. that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to do a live like show to where it's like, it's a, it's a podcast, but like, there's like audience involvement. That's something that I want to do. And I want to figure out a way to do that. Like, like some type of way to make yeah. it happen where that happens and it looks really cool that's what i want to do you can do it we're gonna say this what you're going to do i'm going to touch and agree like like 85 south i think you can you can do that yeah you definitely can do that um that's good anything else anything else Mm, no not really like (laughs) because the other thing i can't the other thing i can't talk about so I'm still, I'm still there. I'm still there. I can't talk about it. Well, I'm gonna say you, you're gonna get it. I'm, I'm touching and agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. Hey, they say words for two or more come, come into agreement. It shall be so. Right. What, what, what are, what are your goals for this year? Well, my goal for this year, um, something that I've been hyper focused on is the Melanin Land. So, with my women's empowerment group, I plan to hit two more states for. Well, three more states before May. Um, I'm going to New Orleans on February 4th, 2020. Okay. We'll be having melanin in New Orleans at Pose Gallery. And then okay. it's my dream to go to New York and Los Angeles, California. 
Mm -hmm. And in Atlanta, I'm going to have a three-day conference. So I'm already speaking all these things into to existence and um, claiming that it will be successful and um, very impactful, transformational, and produce wealth in abundance because we need that in this season too. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need that. So this mm-hmm. year is all about growing the melanin land. My, my goal is to really expand it to new territories and for it to become a fully funded thing that um, leverages, well, props up women, women of color. For sure, for sure, man. And, okay, so look, so look, y'all. Make sure y'all go check out, you know what I'm saying, Drika writes. Y'all make sure y'all go check out the Madeline Land. The <laughs> link, like the links to her stuff is going to be in the description box of the video on YouTube. Okay, so podcast people, go on YouTube and it's in the description box, okay? The links <laughs> don't work right on the other on the other services. It don't work right. I, I sent somebody to some other place and I was like, I'm never doing a link again. Um, <laughs> So for now, just go to YouTube. The link is going to be there. Um, yep. I want to thank you for coming on, you know what I'm saying, this episode. Um, I'm happy to have had you. We had a great conversation. Um, you know what I'm saying? I've learned some stuff from you. Hopefully you learned stuff from me. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, well, thank you. Again, like I said, man, y'all, this has been Home Room with Smooth featuring Trika Rights and Connect With Us. Yep. All right. Well, we up out of here. Catch y'all later.